Hannah. How are you doing? Um, today I'm incredibly hungover. How are you doing? I heard from a little birdie that it's been a sicky hangover day. It has been, it's been one of those. a sicky hangover day, but I did manage to pull it together in order to watch the film and do this podcast. It's... Which is good. She can rally, Liv can rally like no other. <laughs> we had a leaving party when we went travelling and she had tonsillitis and still managed to do a full night out <laughs> out until 5am <laughs> and even I was like I'm done and went home earlier <laughs> well what was really amazing about that night and honestly I think it could be studied is that I, my tonsils actually cleared up over the course of the evening so I was showing, because I'm a weirdo, I was showing everyone my tonsils at the beginning of the night, being like, look how white and pussy they are. Um, But then obviously I was taking my antibiotics, and this is not me advocating drinking on antibiotics. (laughs) I'm just an idiot. This is not a campaign. We do not advocate it on this podcast. Um, But then at the end of the night, I showed it, I think, to Gina, and she was like, oh my God, they're they're so cleared up. Maybe the alcohol just burned them away. I mean, it's quite possible. The science isn't isn't in yet, but I don't know. <laughs> something to think about. Um, I'm okay. I'm very tired, and but that actually ties into my positive thing of the day, which is that me and my mum went for a bike ride today. Lovely. A good like we did a good like ten miles. Um, but now I'm absolutely exhausted because it's the most I've exerted myself in a very very long time. It was nice, it was sunny, we saw lots of lovely countryside. Um, But, if you don't mind, that sort of launches me into my petty complaint as well. Because when when we were out, I feel like my hometown has completely given up on the concept of social distancing and not going out for non-essential reasons. Everyone and their mum was out. I mean, including me. But to be fair, we were cycling like far away. (laughs) We were going far away from where other people were. Um, And I saw people chatting like like normal, just stood next to each other. And I just think like, come on, guys. Oh, no, this was the one thing is there was a family of four, two adults, two kids walking along the path. And rather than walk in single file or in a nice group, they were walking in like a line with like a massive space between one of them. And I was like, how do you social distance of people like this? And it's fucking irritating. Yeah, I mean, people are the worst. We have to be honest. It was, um, so yeah, it was quite a roller coaster of a bike ride, but <laughs> it was really nice. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your positive? And your petty complaint? Um, so my positive was that today the board game Villainous arrived, which is, for anyone who doesn't know... I'm so uh, jealous of this. ...a Disney-themed board game. Um, it's amazing. Um, I'm going to show Hannah all the... Look how cute all the little pieces are. Oh, my God. We need to take pictures of these. Yeah. And I put them on Instagram so, so the fans can see. The fans can is it so all of the villains have their own like little boards and you all have 
different objectives, but you can fuck with each other by using these like power cards. I want this game so much. Is it two people? What's the minimum amount of players? It's uh, two to six. Okay. But you can get expansion packs. The first thing I'm doing upon my return to London is playing that game with you. <laughs> Excellent news. Because now um, you have to play is... games with me. <laughs> I do. Hannah's told me that I have to now play board games with her because I've agreed to play board games with my boyfriend. And I do see her point. But these if... are extreme times. It is extreme times. But if she doesn't show the same level as willingness to me... I just don't know if we'll ever recover from it. <laughs> and then you guys won't have a podcast anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so really, you all need me right now. Um, my petty complaint for today um, would be... Um, I mean, I want to say the hangover, but I feel like that's not petty. I feel like the whole world should be super concerned about how crap I feel right now. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much I agree. <laughs> um, but that is my petty complaint. I'm I'm severely hungover because I drank far too much gin. And my boyfriend insisted on keeping me up until 6am talking to me about the government and coronavirus. God, um, that doesn't sound like your ideal kind of night at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a lot of fun though. We did a lot of dancing around. Do you want tell the listeners the story that you told me which was really really adorable made me very happy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we went to bed um I went just before my boyfriend because he was I think packing some things away and he came up the stairs and he found me lying in Hannah's bed um and he kind of said what are you doing do you want to come to your bed and I said I miss Hannah I'm staying here I'm sure he was like, great, great. I think he was just like, oh, okay. Sure, makes sense. Sure. I did move, I think, eventually. But So how was he hungover today? Did he watch Zootopia? Oh, no, it's the name of the film. Did he watch the film with you? I mean, I've realised that the name of the film is actually the name of the podcast. No, I know. It's just, it's just a little joke I like to keep up. Um, so he watched a bit of it but he was kind of half doing that half gaming with his friends Um, but yeah he sort of watched a little bit of it he especially enjoyed the sloth scene Um, because he related to them so much fun fact both of our boyfriends are actually some of the sloths from the film Zootopia slash Zootropolis (laughs) yeah they really really are Watching Hannah and Schiff book a holiday was actually one of the more painful experiences of my... Oh, no, it wasn't booking a holiday. It was when you were getting a takeaway. Oh, my God. So I want to tell you something funny. Um, so, I mean, that was a particularly bad day because I was already hungry and then our takeaway got cancelled and I didn't eat for four hours and I just shouted at him and I felt really bad. But he told me that... That other, I think this is my like main. This for him is like the main benefit of me being in his life. The other day he tried to buy a takeaway, and after looking at it for like an hour, he still couldn't decide. So he just didn't get one. <laughs> and if I was there, that decision would have been made in fifteen twenty minutes. <laughs> I just can't even fathom it. Yeah, the takeaway thing—it's it's a problem. But you know. We love him. 
so it's all fine. <laughs> um, I think, have I done my positive thing? I have. Yeah, it's Disney it. Villainous. So I just want to talk, I actually want to do something a little bit unorthodox, and I hope you don't mind. But so today, um, as normal, Molly watched the film with me. Um, Baz and Gail sort of just milling about. They weren't, um, I think they're sort of getting, they're supportive, but they're like getting a little bit bored. They didn't want to watch Disney every day. Molly really didn't like this film and she actually said she thinks it's the worst Disney film <laughs> and wow. I just want to bring her on just for like 10 seconds just so she can just so she can give us a bit of the tea come on <laughs> I just on, think Molly. I just think it's a strong statement to say it's the worst Disney film and just just give us right. a little bit of an explanation I'm speaking to the mic <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I'm Molly, Hannah's sister, as I've been previously mentioned in the podcast. Um, and by worst Disney film, I think I'll revise that to say the worst new Disney film. Okay. And it's purely just because I know what they're trying to achieve with this film, but they don't achieve it. <laughs> and I I try and look at it through the lens of a, ch- a child, as this is... This is the audience of the movie. But honestly, if I was a child, I'd be quite confused as well. Because I thought she was going to leave the room at a few (laughs) points. Because she was like, why is this happening? Why is this happening now? Because it's like, obviously, it's about oppression. Good Good to teach kids to not bully people and also not oppress people. But who is the oppressor in this scenario? Because first, it's the predator then it's the prey then it's the predator again then everyone hates the foxes for some reason and then even the prey hate the bunnies so i don't is there a class system like have they introduced a class system as well as the rest of it um and i just there are funny bits of it i will admit we we've had we had a chuckle didn't we but we did all in all I despise the movie. I do not like to watch it. Um, I just wanted to bring her on because it's such a strong opinion. (laughs) And obviously we'll talk about these things in more depth. But yeah, she had sort of a visceral reaction to how much she wasn't enjoying the film. I mean, I've got a lot of things to say about that. So whether I address (laughs) this all now (laughs) or whether we take that up later is up to you. So you already know what the film is because we just uh, had a guest on that slated it and we've said the name. It's, uh, well, it depends where you are in the world, what we're calling it. In the US, it's called Zootopia. In the UK, it's called Zootropolis. Why? I don't have a fucking clue. It's just another example of this weird US English versus British English thing but everyone knows what a topia and Atropolis is i mean I say that i actually don't know the difference between a topia and Atropolis. this is like when say harry potter and the philosopher's stone in the u.s is harry potter and the sorcerer's stone because they didn't think that american people would know what philosopher is so <laughs> i know there's a lot of dumb people in america but there's plenty of people that aren't so dumb they don't know what the concept of philosophy is and i just think I it's mean, another one of these lots of things. dumb people in the uk so 
True, but I, I just think it's, I think it's, it's kind of offensive to suggest that we don't know what Topia means. Anyway, that's, that's by the by. Um, but I'm now calling the film Zootopiaopolis, just so we've covered all the bases. <laughs> um, so we're going to do 10 second plot, and I think it's my turn first today, right? Yeah. Do you want to count me in? So we're gonna, I'm going to count you in. Three, two, one, go. Judy the bunny wants to be a police officer, even though since she can't. So she moves to Zootopiaopolis and has to find out why predators are going feral. And she teams up with Nick, and everyone's discriminated Stop. against. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that. I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. Excellent. I'm proud of you. And now it's your turn. Three. Two, one. Okay, a bunny wants to be a cop, so she goes to Zootropolis or Zootopia and she becomes a cop and then she stops the bad guys from turning all the predators evil. And the film's about discrimination and it's all fine. It's a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good movie, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to get that in at all times. (laughs) So we'll do some general thoughts now. And we'll let you go first, because we like to do a positive-negative sandwich. I mean, what I have to say, I don't think is inherently negative. Anyway, you go first, you go first. Um, I really, really liked this movie. <laughs> um, well, for a start, I think that they did the animal puns much more effectively than they did in Chicken Little. Yeah. Um, I think the whole world they created was really cool. In terms of like the capital city being really diverse, I thought that was quite fun. And all the different districts. Um, I thought they used the kind of sly fox, bunny, farmer, all the like, kind of tropes quite effectively. Um, contrary to the Westall household opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> overall, um, I think the message, I mean, we talk about messaging later, so I'll talk about it in depth. Overall, the messaging was kind of about discrimination. I completely agree. But I actually don't agree that we should have just had one oppressed party in the movie because I think they were kind of getting across not one type of discrimination, but just discrimination in in general and kind of teaching the lesson that you should um, not, let your preconceptions about someone's appearance or in the or race or gender or in this case um species um affect how you treat them so i think that it was good to have everyone be put into a kind of uncomfortable box and have to reach out of it because i think that's more illustrative of real life as opposed to just having one oppressed group so i was a fan of how they did it I liked that you had the bunny who wasn't good enough, big enough to be a cop. And I liked that you had the fox that no one was going to believe because he was a fox and all the different things they did. So I, I liked it. I thought it was quite effective. Um, I also absolutely love the Shakira song. It's a banger. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Even Molly liked the fact she, actually, no, <laughs> this is what I wanted to say. I'm not going to say with the music section. I said, so so you didn't like any of it? I said you didn't even like the Shakira song. She said, yes, I did. I just don't understand why she squandered her talents on this film. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the thing is, I think you put a very 
very valid and interesting point across and I do when you said that it has like helped me understand it I think a little bit more and look the thing is I don't think I think whoever conceived this film had their heart was totally in the right place they wanted to do a good thing um discrimination is bad we all know that and it's still going on and it's still a problem you heard it here first guys (laughs) (laughs) guys did you know that discrimination did you know discrimination was bad did you know that discrimination was bad um but just it's just so forced down your throat there's no subtlety or nuance about it it's just sometimes it feels a bit like a PSA, which is fine. But I think you just need to be a little. I just think you need more nuance in a film. Um, there's a bit that makes me absolutely cringe where the bunny, someone calls the bunny cute, and she's like, "Oh, actually, um, only other bunnies are allowed to call me cute." And I just like, I get what they're doing, but it just, I don't, I can't deal with it. But then it's like. I totally get your point, but then it's like, who is it supposed to be an analogy of a certain type of oppression? Because in that case, like, who's the bad guy and who's the good guy? Because the bunnies are getting discriminated against, and then the fox is getting discriminated against, and then no, the predators are getting exactly discriminated against. And then, I just don't. It's so, but it's so confusing. No, I don't know what we're supposed to think. But discrimination isn't that simple. Like as I, I well, me and Hannah were messaging. Um, and I won't put it in the same words because it doesn't make us look good. Um, but I said that we don't <laughs> no, I think only have a problem with people's race. We also tend to have problems with their gender. And sometimes we just Society have a problem with the combination. Society doesn't just hate people because of their colour. They hate them because of their gender and sexuality as well. Yeah, we hate them because of all sorts of reasons. And that's Society the thing. hates and I think everyone. I don't Unless think your discrimination is as simple as rich, good guy and bad rich. guy. I think it is more nuanced and more complicated than that. And I don't think showing it just as predator versus prey in this film would have been as effective or true. So I do totally, I do definitely to some level agree with what you're saying. I'm actually going to say, I don't even think what you're saying was what they had in mind when they made the film. <laughs> I don't think that was the deliberate message because it just does feel really confused sometimes. And maybe if someone said that to them now, they'd be like, oh yeah, no, that's totally what we meant. I don't think they went in with that intention. I really don't because it is uh, a bit all over the place. Well, it's a shame, uh, but I, I think I think they I think they do. I think they did. I think it's clever. I got you it. You know what though? You know what this reminded me of a bit when I Feel Pretty came out and everyone was like, Amy Schumer's the fucking devil. Why has she made this film? She should have put someone in who was bigger than her. Blah, blah. But what she was trying to do was make a film about how, you know, beauty standards makes us all feel shit. And I feel like it's the same kind of thing where like, they had a good intention and I don't want to take that away from them, but maybe the execution could have been better. That's completely fair enough. I mean, I loved it. It's, it's, I think it's a great movie and I think it was quite effective, but who's to say? Oh, we love a divided <laughs> opinion. <laughs> so we'll go into character assassination now. To be fair, like I think, in terms of this, it's going to be more plot message assassination. But we'll go into a bit of a character assassination. 
And you know what? I want to put some positivity forwards. I like the characters. I like Judy. Um, She didn't care that everybody said that just because she was a bunny, she couldn't be a police officer. She was ambitious. She pursued what she wanted. And we we love to see that. We love to see that in a female character. Um, I liked Nick. Foxy Nick. Um... He was interesting as well, had a lot of trauma in his past. Um, I also like the fact that Idris Elba is in this film. <laughs> that re- that does give it a lot of points. And Shakira. And I also thought that the villain, the little sheep villain, was great as well. And the absolute highlight has to be when they go and visit the crime boss. And you think it's going to be the massive polar bear and then it's a little tiny shrew and he's in a little suit and he's like the godfather. That's brilliant. (laughs) That is absolutely stunning. Um, I have nothing more to add, really. Um, I think all the characters are really terrific. I like that Judy the bunny doesn't have a love interest. Um, And I like that she's kind of passionate. And again, I like the fact that it moves away from the old peddled... um, message that if you just wish upon a star you'll have your dreams come true actually judy worked really hard um and used a lot of her especially not in zootopia where everyone's a target (laughs) um i can't remember what i was saying i think she's great i think i think the fox is great i think the sloths are brilliant i think the the little shrew godfather was very funny um yeah i'm a big i I like the cheetah at the front desk who ate ate donuts oh i like the cheetah he was Um, i really like shakira's gazelle character and her tv interview um in the middle of the movie i just i thought it was all nicely done i think they're all great oh and i really like the uh parents at the beginning when they say uh the key to life is low expectations i don't (laughs) think they're wrong I think that's probably the <laughs> that's probably the best message that I've pulled out of this. <laughs> I think they're really, really great. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a lot of good stuff. And in terms of music, we've just got the one original song, but as we've mentioned, it's by Shakira, which immediately makes it amazing. It is a bop. I like it. Do I wish there was maybe another one or two? Absolutely. But it's a good, that particular one song is a good song. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Um, as I mentioned in the blog, uh, listen to it when the sun is shining and, you know, going for a little quarantine walk. Uh, it's a good mood lifter. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, uh, now it's time for a little bit of feminists, feminist views. Um, we're going to talk about whether it part. So I was listening to a podcast today and apparently it's the Bechdel test and we've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. Oh, how embarrassing. But I don't know. Um, Beck, Bechdel test. Either or, do you think it's passing it? Um, I think it does because we have Judy and the assistant mayor Bellwether have a conversation about traffic cameras. Uh, so I think it does pass it. Yeah, I agree. And I think also um, 
Judy, Bunny Judy and Sheep Bellwether have more than one conversation about but other interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, based on our conversation yesterday, I actually did take it upon myself to write my own version of the Bechdel Ooh. test. I don't know what I'm calling it yet. We're doing a lot of things here first, guys. (laughs) The Westall test? No. Um, (laughs) So I'd like to share it with you. And just if you've got any, you know, creative criticism, maybe we could talk about in relation to this film. So for number one, I've got, is there an equal or similar number of female main characters to male main characters? I think there is in this film. Yep, if we think of main characters, we've got the villain, who's female, and we have Judy, who's female. And the other main character is Nick, and he's the only man, I think. Yeah, and we've got Nick, and then we've got the chief, um, and then a range of supporting characters. So I think it's, it's a tick on my new test. Number two, are these female characters just love interests or there for plot? Again, I don't think they are. No, I think they're there for plot. I think they're pretty pretty solid there. Yeah, and as you said, what we like, what I really like is that Judy's not really interested in a boyfriend. Yeah. Number three. Do the female characters have their own emotional journeys? Are they complex characters? And I think yes. In the case of both Judy and Bellwether Villain Sheep. (laughs) (laughs) Bellwether Villain Sheep. Um, Yeah, I can't think exactly of what her emotional journey is, the Bellwether Villain Sheep. Um, But she is a complex character because she's, yeah, she, she has got, she hasn't so much got a journey, but she does have complexity to her. Yeah, um, she's got motivation. Yeah, yeah, she's got all the things. And Judy has all the things too. The women have all the things. All of the things. And number four, do the female characters have other motives than romance? And I think we've already answered that. They do. So well done, Zootopiaopolis. You've passed my own, <laughs> my own little feminism test. Um, Pia, do you have any thoughts on that? I think that's good. I think some of them, from memory, will struggle with the equal amounts of female to male characters. I think that, for me, is a big thing. Like, if I see a poster for a film, and the most recent one I can think of is The Gentleman, yes, it's called The Gentleman, where the poster is, like, six guys and a woman, I don't want to watch that. What am I getting out of that? Nothing. I don't care. (laughs) And, you know, there's people that do want to watch that and there's an audience for it. It's fine. But I'm just way more interested in films with majority female characters or just an equal amount, which is so easy to do. It's really so easy to do. And, um, I mean, we've talked about this a lot already, but let's just try and pin it down to one sort of thing. What message are we trying to get out of Zootopia slash Zootropolis slash Zootopiopolis <laughs> the message I take away and whether that was intended or not and I do think it was um, <laughs> is 
discrimination is bad and stay strong in the face of adversity, which I think are terrific messages for a Disney film. You have, yeah, you've made that lovely, even though I, as I say, I don't think that uh, necessarily all went into their thought process. I think that's lovely. <laughs> I think mine would be uh, discrimination is bad. And it is, so you could argue. <laughs> Oppression is bad. Discrimination is bad. Don't stereotype people. And now you know what time it is. You guys know what time it is. Uh, are we having sex with any of the characters? Oh, well, just before are that we time, quickly, we film? should state our score oh! for this film. We should state our scores. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> um, I gave it a six because despite what I've said, I do think it's a good film and I do think it's good intention film and there's a lot of comedy in there and I don't think it's average or below average, but I just don't think it's amazing. And that's why. Um, I gave it a ten. <laughs> Uh, very controversially. Uh, no, I think, I, I mean, I thought it was a good Disney film. So I thought that it was clever in the way it was written and the way it was designed. I thought the messages were very clear and <laughs> uh, were solid. I thought, even though the film isn't a musical, I thought that one song was memorable and I listened to it out of choice. I thought we had a f- strong female lead and well-developed female characters. Um, we had a complex villain. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I don't need anything more from a Disney film. Fair enough. But would you have sex with any of them? So, hmm. Would I have sex with them? I mean, they're all animals but they're anthropomorphic animals they're basically humans is what we need to consider as i said since i agreed that i would sleep with mufasa any of us would and if we're ignoring that they're animals then we have no children which is safe um yeah, I mean, yeah, because they do mention the two hundred and seventy-five of Judy's brothers and sisters, but you don't see them. Not a... <laughs> <laughs> well, also that they would have grown up the same age as Judy. <laughs> You're right, but presumably they're they're like having kids all the time, so some of them will be. Yeah. Anyway, we don't see them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, as Judy says, bunnies are good at multiplying. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's something about Judy that is just a bit unsexy, which I like. I like that. But I'm not sexually attracted to it, obviously. So that would be a bit of a stretch. Nick, I suppose, probably would be quite fun. Uh, there's a whole nudist community involved. And I think it would be, <laughs> yeah, that would fairly, be fairly effective for timekeeping. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not my top one, but I'm not adverse to it. So I feel quite strongly about definitely would have sex with Chief Bogo, voiced by Idris Elba, 
And is that just because this voice by Idris Elba? Maybe. Probably. Um, Nick. Also the mayor. The Lionheart mayor. Um, I think that would be an interesting night. Um, there's no others I feel particularly strongly about. So like you say, it wouldn't be a first choice, but it wouldn't be going in the bin for me. Excellent news. I'll let Judy know. <laughs> no, I think Judy's too innocent. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, no, she gets, no, sometimes it's they me. surprise you, don't they? Yeah. It's always the quiet ones. <laughs> always the quiet ones. There's definitely a very appropriate story to tell about us at uni now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't just say that. Trust me, honey, you don't want me to tell the story. <laughs> okay, we'll, uh, we'll talk about but, it. Needless off, to say, Hannah's a quiet one. <laughs> God's sake. We're not paying for my parents' lessons as fuck. Fair enough. Well, my mum already knows, actually, but we won't go into that. <laughs> so, uh, it's listener question time. It we is, and I do listeners. have a question from... Uh, Nina Klein. Oh, and that's Nina Klein. Klein. And she is absolutely no relation to Olivia Bishop whatsoever. I've, yeah, I've, I mean, I've never heard that name before. No, completely no idea. Um, but in fact, she is my sister. So, hi, Nina. <laughs> um, <laughs> she has said, um, What are our opinions on the fad of the live action remakes of all the classic Disney's? She feels that it's unnecessary. Discuss. So I, I'm actually not against the live action. Like from a cynical perspective, they're obviously just doing it to make money. Some of them have been good. Some of them have been terrible. Maleficent was amazing and is by far the best live action Disney film. I'm also really excited to see what they've done with Mulan um unnecessary i mean probably but it's just another fun thing to watch so i'm not i'm not wholly against it what about you Liv? um i'm not a fan of it um i do i do agree that there have been a couple of good ones um i think i mean beauty and the beast was interesting i think um <laughs> so that gaston and um his little henchman that i can't remember the name of lefou um, were really really well done in the in the live action um, so that's that's fun uh, and Maleficent is great so it's not so much that I've got yeah it's not so much that movies are bad although Jungle Book was pretty bad Lion King was pretty pointless um, but it just does feel like a very very obvious money making tactic because they're not really changing oh, yeah, or improving 100%. the stories um if they changed and improved them, um, so for instance, if they corrected some of the mistakes they made in terms of feminism um, and things like that, then maybe I'd kind of be more on board. But I do feel it is a bit pointless. I think they honesty. did try to do that in Maleficent. They did it quite well. I don't know if they've done it in any of the others, but maybe they will in Milan. I've actually got quite a quite high hopes for it despite the fact when I first heard they were cutting the songs out I said that it was dead to me and I was never going to watch it I've changed my <laughs> mind now I will watch it and I will probably watch all of them 
I haven't seen Dumbo. Apparently that's a travesty. But I think, to be honest, that movie is just so odd that who could redo it? Um, so it's interesting, actually, that um, that Nina asked that because we had another listener question on the same topic uh, oh. from a Richard Wiggins, oh. friend of the friend of the show. Friend of the um, he says, "Will you be dipping into the live action remakes, or is that a sore subject?" <laughs> <laughs> and we we started dipping in a little bit there. Um, I mean. The intention of the podcast was never to do that, or the intention of the blog was never to do it, rather. Um, but things change. Quarantine gets extended. Uh, me and Hannah require more stimulation. Who's well, to say where the future is going? We All I'll say is that we have got a... Because obviously there's not many 3D films where... I mean, we've got like maybe a week's worth left. Once that's done, we know what we're going to do next but we won't announce it yet but we think it's going to be we think it's going to be funny and maybe quite difficult at times and then you know however long quarantine goes on however long lives furloughed however long i'm unemployed there's all these different elements but you know which we're not saying we're not saying no basically no we're not saying no uh we're saying it's a maybe and I'm being mature in acknowledging their existence. <laughs> Very big of you. <laughs> I'm nothing if not a big person, so. And with that, uh, I think it's the end of the podcast. Do you have anything you want to say, Liv? Uh, follow us on Facebook at A Disney A Day. Follow us on Instagram at A Disney A Day. Uh, follow us on subscribe to us on WordPress uh, follow the podcast send us your questions we love you all you know what to do and it's quarantine so you're not doing anything else so you've really got no excuse unless you're still working but I always forget that people are still doing that it's crazy it's a crazy time We've been Hannah and Liv, with a Disney a day keeps the Rona away. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Yay. <laughs>